the top three reasons you need to know about vitamin K2. Welcome to the Our Ketogenic Life podcast, where we bring you the scientific and daily application of living the ketogenic lifestyle. We have helped hundreds reach their weight loss and health goals, but this is far more than that. We want to help you create real life change so that you can live the life God created you for. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin and Danae Davis. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Our Ketogenic Life. Uh, We're so happy to have you here. And uh, the topic we're going to talk about today is going to be a topic you probably haven't really heard much about, and that is uh, vitamin K2. If you're familiar with vitamins, you've probably heard of vitamin K, uh, but maybe you didn't know there's a vitamin K1 and there's a vitamin K2. And then on the vitamin K2s, there's many different types of vitamin K2, and each of them do a specific type of function, and they overlap some, but we're going to talk about exactly uh, the top three reasons why you need to know about vitamin K2, and uh, give you some sources as far as where you can uh, get these in your diet, and then talk about some supplements if uh, if that is needed. But have you, as you've been listening to our podcast the last uh, you know few months, uh, we've been t- uh, telling you that we're switching our podcast to. Uh, another a title. Uh, you're going to get the same great information. It's just not going to be all about the ketogenic lifestyle, although it will include much about that. But we're going to kind of like uh, go into more of a functional medicine type approach to where um, we are going to kind of uh, uncover uh, some of the hidden reasons why you may be having some of the symptoms that, you, that you're having. And that's what we do uh, with uh, our coaching. Uh, we do Uh, an investigative type um, search into why someone is feeling the way that they're feeling. And if we can uncover the uh, true cause of the problem uh, and we can correct that, uh, then you can alleviate that problem once and for all and be able to live a life uh, that is more fulfilling and uh, feeling better, more energy and sleeping better and everything else that goes along with uh, changing some of the uh, choices that you make in your lifestyle. So uh, look forward to that. It's going to be called uh, Four Pillars of Health with uh, Kevin Davis and uh, my website not active right now, but is going to be active soon. It is going to be kevindavishealth.com. And I'll put the links of that in the uh, show notes so that you can kind of uh, check out our website. Uh, we're going to uh, show you what we do as far as coaching. And we're going to show you some of the th- uh, things that you can get started with as far as like being able to improve your life and feeling better. But today we are going to talk about vitamin K2 and we're going to talk about uh, exactly what do you need to know about vitamin K2. First and foremost, it's one of our fat-soluble vitamins, and that's going to be very important as we talk about sources later on. Uh, You're going to find out that the sources that have vitamin K2 are naturally uh, have fat in them, and that's another reason why we uh, talk about uh, with our ketogenic lifestyle. And again, you know, we're going to incorporate the ketogenic lifestyle into many things, but you know, if you're not having the enough of the foods that have the right amount of fats and the right type of fats, you may be deficient in vitamin K2. And uh, you're going to see that you really need to know uh, your status on this. And you're going to be able to um, maybe um, change direction in some of your health, especially the long-term consequences. And uh, that's mainly what vitamin K2 is going to be talking about. So, 
What do you need to know? What are the top three reasons why you need to know about vitamin K2? Before I get to that, the overriding theme, and not necessarily with each of these reasons, but the top two is going to be associated is where is calcium going when you eat uh, or take a supplement of calcium. Now, calcium is, uh, is associated with, you know, uh, blockages and uh, in your artery walls. And if we are having calcium go to the wrong places, uh, it makes us more susceptible to uh, heart disease. You know, if you think about calcium, and we didn't include this on one of the top three reasons, but if you're having kidney stones, you know, it's possible that uh, the calcium is being directed at the wrong areas. And um, vitamin K2 is very important with that um, kind of like steering the calcium where it needs to go. Uh, so it can be more functional and it can be uh, uh, improvement in your health. So calcium is an overriding theme as far as like what do you need to know about calcium. Now, number one, heart disease. Um, you know, if you are trying to do everything that you're doing, you're trying to live a lifestyle that you want to, uh, that you should live. You're taking calcium. You may be taking calcium supplements. You may be doing, a, you know, maybe a vegetarian diet where you have very, very low fat. Well, that calcium possibly could be heading in the wrong direction. Uh, calcium can be deposited in arterial walls or it can go where it needs to go as far as like bone health. And we're going to talk about that for number two. But, you know, to help prevent some of the um, risk of developing a heart disease, we need to make sure that that calcium is heading in the right direction. And if it's not, then we need to do something to, um, you know, uh, steer it in, in the way it should go. So uh, if you are concerned about heart disease, if you're concerned about, you know, family history of heart disease uh, and uh, you're eating a, a well-rounded diet, you're taking calcium uh, supplements and things like that, then you may need to make sure that your uh, calcium is going where it needs to go. The other thing with heart disease, and this was very interesting in the research that, we, that I was doing, is if you're taking a statin, uh, and that is commonly things like Lipitor, Crestor, um, Zocor, and the likes, if you're taking that for your cholesterol, it possibly the statins could be inhibiting um, the, the production of vitamin K2. And if you are uh, worried about heart disease, and, and if, you know if you're taking a statin, then most likely you're either worried about it, or your or your uh, provider is worried about it, or you have a family history, or a combination of all three. And you're taking a statin, and um, you, we know that calcium can uh, build up in an arterial wall, and you do not have enough of vitamin K2. Uh, you know you, you're not doing the best that you can do. You know taking a statin sometimes that helps, especially for secondary prevention of uh, heart disease but if, if you're trying to you know live a lifestyle where you are trying to um, eat the right things exercise uh, take the right doc um, the medicines and supplements that your uh, provider is talking about but you don't have enough vitamin k2 then you're not maximizing your health so it's very important that you uh, know if you're getting enough vitamin K2. Uh, the problem with it, and we're going to talk about it in a second, is you, it, it's not really a measurable uh, vitamin on a routine uh, blood work. So heart disease is, is, is the, I think, the very first thing that we need to think about as far as like uh, vitamin K2. 
The other thing, too, is, and this kind of leads into what we just talked about with heart disease, is your bone health. You know, if you have osteoporosis, uh, if you have a high risk of osteoporosis, if you have a family history of it, then uh, you need to make sure that the calcium that you are taking and maximizing your supplements, maximizing your diet, you need to make sure that that calcium is going in the right direction. And if it's not, then your bone health is not going to be as uh, well-rounded, as strong as it should be. And an interesting fact with this as well is some osteoporosis medicines can also inhibit uh, vitamin K2, uh, the, the conversion of vitamin K2. So you may, again, be doing the things that you're supposed to do, and you may be doing some weight-bearing exercises. Uh, you may be taking calcium. Uh, you may be taking vitamin D, you know, and uh, vitamin D is another fat-soluble vitamin. It, it, you may be trying to do everything you're supposed to do, but if you don't have enough vitamin K2, then, you know, you're kind of like, you know, it gets frustrating. You know, it, you, you're trying to do everything you want to do that you should do, but, it, you know, and but your risk factors still go up and you may be wondering why. It may be because you don't have enough vitamin K2. So first two reasons that we want to talk about vitamin K2 is understand where is your calcium going? You know, is it going to where it should be in your bones, uh, getting uh, your bones healthy and strong? Or if you're not having enough of vitamin K2, is it de uh, being deposited in the arterial walls? You know, and that can lead to uh, blockages and, you know, heart disease and peripheral vascular disease and a lot of things that are associated with uh, blockages in your arterial walls. So it's important that we know that. Uh, third reason is uh, your genetics. Um, we've talked a lot about epigenetics, and that's one of the things I like about uh, transitioning from doing just a functional or just a, a ketogenic uh, podcast to a, a more of a functional medicine is because you know what you eat has a lot to do more than uh, just with you know your levels of your vitamins and, and your bone health and things like that. It also has to do with how your genes are expressed, and that's what we are referring to when we talk about epigenetics. Epigenetics is just how your genes are expressed. We've uh, uh, talked about that on several podcasts. And if you've not heard that, uh, I'll give you a quick example. Is your epigenetics or your ge your genes are like your, uh, if it's like a loaded gun sitting on a table uh, and it's just sitting there, it doesn't do any harm, doesn't do any good. It's just sitting there. But if you if you get if you pick the gun up and you pull the trigger, then the, the gun is being expressed. You know, you could be shooting an intruder, or you could be shooting something uh, that was good and it's not you know uh, beneficial for you. And that's the way epigenetics work is is you, you got your genes, but your lifestyle is going to dictate how those genes are expressed on how they're used. It's just like in the gun example, the gun is being used uh, in a specific way, good or bad. Uh, but it's being expressed. So we want to make sure that we're expressing our genes in the correct way. So one of the um, subsets of the vitamin uh, K2 family, uh, we'll talk about that in just a second, it's called MK4. Uh, that is the one that is uh, associated with how your genes are expressed and also with your sex hormones. So, you know, your body's amazing. Uh, it interacts with uh, with so many things. And, you know, if you're changing one thing, you can see how the downstream effect of making one change is like a ripple effect. Uh, you know, you throw a pebble in a, in a lake 
and that, uh, that those waves just start from where that uh, pebble went in the water, but it may reach the shores because it has a ripple effect. And that's the way that your lifestyle is. That's the way why we do the functional medicine approach is because not one certain thing, there's more than just your diet that can affect uh, how your health is and how your genes are expressed. So it's important to know that you're getting the right things in your body that you should. And uh, one of those things is the vitamin K2. And for gene expression, it's the subset of the MK4. Now, you may be thinking, okay, you got me convinced, Kevin. You got me uh, understanding that I need to know if I'm getting enough vitamin K2. And uh, because I understand the heart risk, I understand the bone problems, I understand the uh, genetic expression. So you may be thinking, okay, where do I get this? Where do I get this? First of all, we always start with your diet. Uh, we don't start with supplements. Uh, we always want to make sure that you're eating the correct type of foods. And with our coaching program, we, we call it your healing diet because everybody's diet is a little bit different. Uh, even uh, with Danae and I, uh, we do different things because we have different genes. Now, a lot of the things are similar. A lot of things are the same, but there are some differences. Uh, and uh, that's when we kind of get down to um, an individual approach instead of doing like a shotgun approach where everybody does the same thing. So uh, if you're shooting with a, with a rifle, you can be more specific and aim towards a specific target. And uh, that's what we try to do with our coaching. So with with vitamin K2, uh, some of the uh, main uh, sources that you can get it from are uh, cheese. Uh, you can get it from egg yolks. So if you're someone who just eats egg whites, uh, you're not getting the vitamin K that you should. And then dark meat, especially chicken. Uh, I also read some pork chops, but I'm not sure about that one yet. But uh, dark meat dark meat with uh, chicken, like uh, chicken thighs, uh, things like that. Now, what do all three of these things, things have in common? Uh, all three of them are higher in fat. So you got to think about vitamin K2 is fat soluble, meaning it needs fat to be absorbed. So God made it in a way that we can absorb vitamin K2 by eating the foods that I just talked about. Uh, if you're eating a low fat diet, you're going to have a lower absorption rate of the vitamin K2. Um, one study, and, and I forget who it was that I read, uh, there uh, the um, the, the ideal dose of having ideal amount of taking in fat uh, with absorption of vitamin K2 is 35 grams of fat. Now, if you're eating low fat, you may not even get 35 grams, so not even close. So you're not going to get the vitamin K2 absorption. So, you know, you, you, we want to make sure that we're eating a healing diet. Uh, we want to make sure that the, the foods that we're eating are going to be sufficient in not only the vitamins that you've heard about, you know, vitamin D, vitamin A, the B vitamins and things like that, but we also have to take into account this vitamin K2. Uh, that is a very interesting um, uh, vitamin to talk about. So where, where, what kind of forms can you get? Now, I, I talked about there's two different really forms. There's a vitamin K1 and a vitamin K2. A vitamin K1 has to do a lot with blood clotting. 
Uh, you know, if you take a certain medications uh, and the brand name is like Coumadin and the generic name is Warfarin, uh, if your blood gets too thin by taking these blood thinners, one of the things that uh, you will get is a vitamin K shot. And that vitamin K shot will help uh, start the, the cascade of the clotting and uh, um, decrease the, the risk of having too thin of a blood. And, you know, if you're not taking that, it's not probably a, a worry to you, but that's just that's just where it comes into a uh, in a medical setting when we use vitamin K, especially vitamin K uh, injections. The uh, vitamin K1 uh, is what we're talking about right now. It is mostly goes to the liver and it's all working within the liver. And that's where you see the uh, clotting uh, factors uh, get um, in, 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 uh, started in the liver to uh, start the clotting prog uh, progress. The other form of uh, vitamin K is vitamin K2. And that's what this podcast is about. Uh, vitamin K2, uh, there's two really subsets that we're going to talk about. There's other ones, but they're not really studied we're not really sure 100% where this is going uh, with these other forms. Uh, and, and as a side note, vitamin K2 is just relatively new as far as being uh, um, kind of discovered and what it's doing. So there's a lot of new information and we don't have a, a knowledge as far as 100% as far as what these do. Uh, but these things we're talking about is the things that we found out so far. So vitamin K2, the main two subsets of that is called MK7 and MK4. Uh, MK7 also has to do with the um, uh, blood clotting. It helps in that. And it also helps with bone health. And, and as you can see, when you're talking about these subsets and uh, difference between vitamin K1 and K2, uh, they kind of overlap some. It's not like there's 100% in uh, doing one thing. Uh, they usually uh, can overlap some. Uh, the other form is uh, MK4, is what we just talked about with the gene expression. And uh, with, uh, with uh, vitamin MK4, uh, it actually can be uh, broken down from just vitamin K to uh, MK4. So uh, you have the enzymes and you have the ability to have those things in your in your system to uh, be able to break this down. So uh, when you're talking about vitamin K, remember there's two forms. There's K1 and K2. And, uh, you know, make sure that you're getting enough in your diet. Now, what I do personally is I supplement with vitamin K2. Uh, uh, it's in my supplement with uh, vitamin D and I'll send a, uh, I'll put a link in to what we use in the show notes as well. And what you want to look at is, you know, a dose of between 100 and 200 micrograms um, uh, per day. And uh, usually that's a kind of a standard dose in the supplements for the vitamin uh, K2s. And uh, with your, um, uh, with your supplementing this, you want to make sure that you're taking it with a meal that has fat in it. Because remember, uh, it's a fat absorbable vitamin and you want to make sure that you're uh, getting enough of the uh, vitamin K2 absorbed. So you don't want to be wasting your supplements taking uh, vitamin K2, but you're not taking it with fat and you're kind of defeating uh, the purpose. The one thing that you need to be careful with as far as the supplements is uh, make sure that uh, it stays away from light. Uh, most bottles are not clear uh, because vitamin K2 is light sensitive. Uh, it will decrease the effectiveness of it. So we just want to make sure that, you know, you're storing it in the right place uh, so that you can get uh, the maximal benefit uh, from it. So 
I'm hoping that this has helped. I'm hoping that this has helped give you some uh, more information as far as like your overall health with your vitamin K2, understanding that, you know, your diet is not just about weight loss, but making sure that you're getting the right nutrients uh, for your body to uh, function at the level that it should. And uh, hopefully you've uh, gained some information about this. If you have any questions about it, uh, please let us know. Um, You know, if you know some people that are uh, taking vitamin D and their vitamin D is low, which almost everybody I check in my clinic uh, is low. Make sure that their uh, that their diet is can, uh, is getting some of this vitamin K two in it. If not, then they may need to supplement it. So if you know people taking this, uh, please share. You know the other thing that would be uh, helpful is you know for you to like this uh, and subscribe to us and even uh, leave, leave us a review. You know if these things are being helpful for you as far as like uh, getting to your maximal health, uh, we would love to know about it. And then the other thing that would be very helpful is for you guys to share this you know if you know that people are are interested in their health and uh, maybe uh, they're they don't know exactly what to do or maybe they're doing the wrong thing then maybe this can help them out so we appreciate any any kind of support that you guys can give to us but now we're going to turn our attention to the catechisms Uh, today we're going to ask the questions what kind of life did uh, Christ live on earth now, as we uh, are taping this, this is Holy Week. Easter is coming up. And we want to know what kind of life did Christ live on earth? And, you know, the life that he lived on earth is a, a life of perfect obedience to the law of God. You know, the thing about it is, is not you or me or anybody else can live that perfect life of obedience. Uh, we sin. We sin every day. But as we approach Easter, and uh, Easter is coming upon us as we are uh, Uh, taping this uh, podcast, you know, we know, I know that Jesus died, uh, you know, um, on the cross and he was buried. He was in a tomb. But the thing that I know also is that he was risen. Uh, He has risen. He is risen indeed. He is alive. He's at the right hand of of the father and um, he is there interceding for us. So if if, if during this time, you know, we talk about optimal health, uh, we want to have your optimal eternity, and that is by accepting Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. So we encourage you, uh, whenever you're listening to this, it may uh, be past Easter time, and that's okay. Uh, God is always there. He's always ready to accept us. Uh, we just have to accept Him in our heart. So I just encourage you to, to uh, during this time here, is, is just take some time out now and uh, you know search your heart. And if you have questions about this, we would love to hear from you as well, too. But hopefully this has helped give you some information about vitamin K2. Uh, I think a lot of people are interested in vitamins and uh, how they affect our health and, you know, what we need to do to uh, incorporate them in our diet and what kind of supplements that we should have. So I'm going to try to include some of these more in uh, future podcasts so that you guys can uh, get the full effect and have the best health that you can. Anyway, we're going to sign off here and remember, be fit and be faithful, guys. This podcast is for informational purposes only. No patient-provider relationship is implied or established. This podcast in no way represents the practice of medicine. The information given is to be used at the listener's own risk. Please consult your provider before making any changes, as the contents of this podcast is no substitution for your provider's instruction.